Hello and welcome to Mike's Cast with your hosts Greg, Mike, and Shaft. We're back. Ah. Uh, oh, this is just too scary. Sort of. <laughs> sort of back. Um, Scratching an itch back. Well, you're, the music's cutting in and out, which is like making us look like amateurs, like we just no, started doing. No, this. it's not. On this end, it's not cutting oh, in and it's out. It's dropping in and out because you're talking right there, so it's just yeah. on your mics there. Yeah, so, back by unpopular demand. I think it's a little more popular than we might think. I was I was going to say, uh, you know, we had talked about this a couple of weeks ago. I still have a couple of people that have come up to me in the park and say, aren't you with Mice Cash? Well, yeah, yeah. When's your next show? Okay, <laughs> so. Laughing. Good question. Yeah, yeah, really good question. The, so okay, here so, we are. So the impetus for me was I cleaned up the feed, right? Because the feed was only showing like the last 10 episodes. And someone wanted to introduce us to someone who had never heard. So I cleaned it up so all the episodes are available. And that put us back on people's radar because it started downloading, I guess, for some people. And they were like, oh, you guys coming back? Does this mean you're coming back? I got several responses on social media. So thought about it. And then just happenstance, like a week later, we ended up going to Disneyland on with the courtesy of under the courtesy of Shaft, go check out uh, some things we hadn't seen. We thought may as, may as well crack the mics and talk about them. Yeah, and I've been seeing some social media crap that's been driving me up the wall that I you know, would like to respond to here because you, we know how some of those social media sites are. You can be absolutely 100 correct, but if they are the... Uh, you know, DF, who thinks they know it all, you're going to be, you know, just right across the coals because they know better, even though. What's giving you wrong. heartache? Well, there's a few things about the Star Wars land that is driving me crazy. One is I've seen a lot of posts where people are analyzing the failure. They're already calling it a failure. Uh, which I'll I'll address later in, in my thoughts on it, but th- they're calling it a theme park. This is why the the Star Wars th- or Galaxy's Edge uh, theme park is failing. You know, it's not an effing theme park. It's, it's a land. It's a piece of within a theme a park. Theme park. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And that yeah. that kind of uh, thing. Well, it's like when people like today. I did respond to something on Instagram. It was uh you know happy anniversary Walt Disney World, and somebody responded, "Oh, it's the happiest place on earth." Okay, I've seen people refer to Disney World as the happiest place on earth, I guess, one too many times now. So I responded nicely. I'm like, ah, Disneyland's the happiest place on earth. And unless something's changed, Walt Disney World's slogan was, you know, vacation kingdom of the world. Now, I don't, that may be long gone, and I don't pay that close of attention um, to those kind of slogans or haven't really noticed it anymore. But, uh, and I've even noticed mainstream outlets use that. So I don't know if Disney, Richard, you can maybe answer, is Disney now calling the Magic Kingdom also the happiest place on earth? I, I really don't know. It's been a few years since I've been over there. I haven't heard anything different. I haven't as, seen anything I mean, like we're that. Still, we're still referring to Disneyland as the happiest place on earth. And um, I haven't heard anything change. But I mean I, that's that's I, the way I've always but I've seen people use that a lot when they describe Disney World or the Magic Kingdom a yeah. lot. 
But I know there's been a large push in the last 14, 15 years. We've talked about it in the past that they're kind of blurring the lines between the different parks. And I was just talking with some friends about the when we had the, uh, I want to say it was the 50th anniversary, but it might have been more recently to the 60th anniversary of Disneyland, which was just a few years ago, where they're showing the black and white uh footage of Walt giving the opening spiel and in the background they photoshopped Cinderella's castle in the background making it look like he's <laughs> in the magic kingdom giving the opening spiel and say where it all began I no think, I'm yeah. sorry it all began out here in California at Disneyland yeah I think mm -hmm. we talked out with the 50th they were there were just like general advertisements for the theme parks even though they seem, seem to heavily weigh the East Coast. Yeah. And they do stuff like that where, where they blend it. But let's move on from that because it's not really Galaxy's Edge. So there was that. And then the other thing was, uh, so I, I'm using YouTube far more than I ever had, I have in my life because of promoting um, our other show, The American Landscape. So I'm on YouTube much more. And other than being totally sucked into Sovereign Citizen BS, because I just... Let's time to go there. I love watching that stuff. Those people are so ignorant in the law. Um, and I'll, I'll get these little pop-ups. And uh, Star Wars has been, you know, all over the place because people either love or hate the new Disney version of uh, Star Wars. So there I mean, was the, a guy... The movies you're talking about. Disney's the, version the, of the movies. The, well, the films and anything Disney's doing with the franchise okay, okay. In, in general. You know, there's critiques of everything. So there was this guy who I guess, you know, lives in his mother's basement and does his, his podcast. I shouldn't say that. He's got look like a nice little setup, but he still could be in his mother's basement. Uh, in his lair, uh, to quote a movie. Um, so he was saying, you know, I, you know, I don't really like the, the Disney versions of the film. But he went on for over 45 minutes about the new trailer for the new film, even though he doesn't like the films, he has no interest in them, but for his fans, he'd spend this 30 or 45 minutes talking about it. And nice then it, yeah, isn't that nice of him? Just like us, we don't give a crap about Disney. We just want to make sure everybody gets, you know, yeah. our fans get to hear about <laughs> it. <laughs> um, and then, uh, then it linked to something where the guy was, um, he had been to Comic Con. He happened to be in line right next door, right next to, get this, a Disneyland cast member, and she was there Ooh. to promptly oh, tell oh. him why uh, Star Wars Land is fa is failing. She had she a frontline cast member Which had the, had the scoop. Yeah, as we know, don't know shit. Well, get this, what it ended up coming. She was an IT cast member. Oh my gosh, knowing even less. Yeah, yeah. Not even front line. Not, not even on stage, yeah. And her main comments were towards Wi-Fi not working. I'm like, wait, wait. How are you collating crappy Wi-Fi at Disneyland with Galaxy's Edge failing? It well, makes okay. it, it made no sense well, to okay. me. Other so, than people bitch about that app not working right. Well, okay, so there's that, right? But everybody looks at problems through their own lens and through their own... I thought about that. You yeah, know, I, I did think about so that. So probably in her mind, right, that if the Wi-Fi and all the apps worked great, then Star Wars Land would have been a success. 
Well, who says it's <laughs> not? I, well, you know, okay. I said in her mind. In her mind. You and know. again, this this I do co- correlate some of this to the complaints about Euro Disneyland when it first opened. Oh my gosh! Right? Everybody said how it was failing. It was a billion dollar, you know, blunder. Well, one, you'll never make a billion dollars back in a year. You know, this is a long term investment. I got to say the same thing with Star Wars Land. This, what didn't I hear? It was like a billion dollar expansion. It was pretty big. I, I honestly have no idea yeah. how much. It, yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, it it's not going to be a made overnight thing. Uh, I have my issues with you know from my thoughts of, of of the land and what's good and bad about it, but I don't know just because you you don't see the typical summer crowds where you know people are pushing over each other and you know getting in fights in Toontown over you know whatever's going on and. You know the shoving and the pushing and the the long lines. Hey, to me, that when we went in the other day, it felt like the summers we were used to back in the eighties and nineties. Yeah, exactly. Um, without you know, fast pass, though. Without fast pass, <laughs> but you know, you waited half an hour, uh, an hour maybe for an attraction, and you felt like that was pretty decent. But, you know, lately it's just become a zoo. It's it's a place where I almost don't want to go to because it's too crowded. Yeah, so, you know, so here's, go ahead, Richard. Go ahead. I was going to say, so I, w- I want to reemphasize something that Greg did say, and I've been tired of it from the get-go, how everybody's been acting and treating like Galaxy's Edge is a new park. It is a new land. It is no different than a fantasy land. Tomorrowland, New Orleans Square, it is a part of Disneyland. Um, so it's not a separate park. It's just one part of it. And as far as make or break, it was already anticipated that even with Galaxy's Edge opening, it was going to be a somewhat slow summer, and it proved it, it proved to be right. If you want to say it, it that Galaxy's Edge failed, well, how do you explain the rest of the park? I mean, it's still... It was a nice, mild summer, but it was still a very successful summer. And, you know, being out in that area and watching the area, they're still selling out areas. You know, like, uh, Mike, you, you're you the one that got us the reservations for Olga's Cantina when we went over there. I mean, how hard was that to get that? I mean, you we were going there in the latter part of the evening. Two weeks. Uh, two weeks yeah. out, right? Which is the maximum, um, dist- is a maximum distance you can make a reservation. And right. 9.30 was the earliest I could get us in there. And we're we're in while most a lot of the times it's a nice mild forty five minute wait going over to Smuggler's Run. These last couple of days we've been bumping into an hour or a little bit more. Um, I want to say it's to the credit of the uh, of that they are able to get people through the attraction, somewhat similar to Pirates, where they're I'm not going to give anything near as fast as much as Pirates Disneyland can handle. But I just want to say it's handling the crowds fairly decently, and we're still getting crowds. I wish so, I had my little black book was extended to that attraction. I'd be curious what its hourly capacity is and what its op- you know what its planned capacity versus its operational capacity because sometimes those numbers you know vary greatly. Uh, I haven't seen but, a lot of news about breakdowns either. No, but you know again back to, uh, Richard does say something there that I find curious because we've had some discussions of what. People have said to him what they thought the summer was going to be like. I think, 
everything I saw on social media before it opened was this summer is going to be miserable. Oh my it gosh, gonna, we're building, it's going to be so crowded. And we're we building a to, new structure, and, we, yeah. and we're cutting down the curbs, and we're right, and we're and making we, planters smaller, and all this. And, yeah. Right, and we're and we're going to have to have reservations, and we're going to have to hold people, you know, for a certain a time in the land, and then kick them out. I don't think there was any anticipation of a slow summer. I think well, what I'm hearing is a great cover story for why it is slower. I don't actually buy it. I actually think it's a bunch of bureaucratic uh, spin stories, but I think it was somewhat created by the buzz of what it was going to be like, which okay. it did for what, two or three weeks, whatever well, the reservation thing was. Well, here, here's no, I'll, I'll back you up a little further than that. Knock it off, dog. Um, when I was hearing this, these predictions and thoughts that it was going to be a somewhat mild summer. This was going back in April when I was hearing all this. Now we were preparing because we last year, uh, Walt Disney world over in animal kingdom opened up Pandora, which was a total mob scene. And everybody was kind of a little concerned that we were going to have somewhat similar. So they were preparing is. for that. Yeah. And they were kind of preparing for that, but we, never needed we instigated it for i think an entire five hours that whole reservation thing it was never really needed it panned out that we really didn't need it and it maintained itself pretty good um i think the operations people did pretty good there was they did have uh certain guest routes uh at the beginning when we were first opening up during the summer they were taking the were closing off the access points over on big thunder trail and they were having everybody go around through critter country and splash mountain area to kind of have maintain control of the crowds until they got things settled in. Okay. Please make a clarification, Richard, because I think we're mixing where there's a blurred line here. Some, the four hour, you're saying the reservation thing was dropped after about five hours to get into the area. You still had to have reservations, right? They just weren't kicking you out after the four. Hours. No. Okay. I, here's, Richard's talking about when the preview period was over and anybody who had park admission can go in. That first right. day, the, that first day they did the boarding okay. group business. Okay, okay, here's yeah. So the first, so the first had, month, right? The first month was pass holder previews, and the pass holder previews were nuts. The website crashed. People were trying to get the reservations. It clogged that thing up. Uh, There's three people at work trying to get it, and it took them hours to get the reservation. So, yeah. so are you yeah. equating the preview to a soft opening? I no, would look at I wouldn't call it as a soft opening because it was hyped. It was announced. Well, okay. And well, they, and they so had a... one day, one day the sands was closed. One day the sands was open. <laughs> I just watched. <laughs> I just watched those movies not too long ago. <laughs> so when you're saying preview, it, to me at least, I'm finding I, it confusing. I know because I was there. It, yeah. <laughs> uh, it was open. But only for cat or for um, uh, annual pass holders. Yeah, the cast right? members had their preview before that. Right. Cast members had their preview. They did the pass holder preview, and then they opened it to the public. And the only time that they had a clogged reservation system with jam packed crowds was during pass holder previews. Okay. Now on 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 the open to the public thing, didn't so the the thing where you had to have a hotel reservation was that what you're calling passholder preview? Correct. Okay. You did not have to have a hotel reservation. Getting a hotel reservation gave you the bonus of being part of getting a preview of Galaxy's Edge. 
See, I, I say I, I, I'm really still. I, I know that it's, it's semantics. Once the cast members had their preview, it's open. It's just it was open only to select people in my mind. Okay. Well, you know, you know, that's where I. That's the confusion because regular day guests could not go in. Could not go in. Right. It was excluded. You may say, okay, so then once the the regular people, the 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 little folk who are only paying a hundred and some yeah, bucks, you know, bucks, a day, yeah, yeah. Now yeah. and then, did they did they raise the prices before it opened? Because I, I saw this as a part of. I part think of they raised their prices of, during the normal price raising cycle. Did they not? Yeah. So not as far as not I saw just it. before it opened, but whatever the normal price raising cycle is. Is that April, uh, March? Somewhere around that neighborhood, and then they raise the prices again during the summer. But, again, one of those things, honestly, I don't – that's something I've kind of stopped monitoring because – Who cares, right? You don't have to pay to go in. Exactly. And (laughs) beyond that, that, they also have the price range. On on slower days, the price goes down. On busier days, the price goes up. So So they're still doing that demand pricing bullshit? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so because that was one of the other excuses I, I read was, you know, Disney purposely, you know, to gouge the, the summer crowd or gouge the people that want to see uh, this new park <laughs> land. Yeah, it's you know, not a new and, park. It's a new yeah. land. <laughs> so, you know, that was partly the, they finally priced people out of coming into the park, which has really never happened before, but for all the price raging and all the bitching and moaning I've seen, all the people saying, I'm done with Disneyland, Knott's is now my park, uh, Disney has stayed extremely crowded. The only way they'll cut crowds is to cut monthly payments for annual passes. Oh, absolutely only, agree. the only way they're going to cut crowds. Pay it all out of pocket or don't pay it at all. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's... And as much as I, I haven't had a pass for, I can't even count how many years now, that was nice, but I used to go in and just, you know, you would buy them all at once. Yes, so would we. Yeah. All right, so if I was to quickly and keep this in the style of uh, the Disney podcast we are, because, you know, we, we are those suck-up Disney sycophants, right, that would never <laughs> say anything bad about the park. Never. Uh, based on the uh, A to E tickets, if we did a real quick roundtable, how would you rate the Star Wars land uh, Richard, A to E, where would you put it? The land, wait, wait, more pro- I need more parameters. The land the as a land, whole? The, the, the land, land as a whole. We'll get down to other things first. Okay. Just the land as a whole, A to E. Uh, land as a whole. I would put it, oh, I'd go with an E. Interesting. Mike? <sighs> Between C and D. Ooh, wow. Ooh. Oh, you got to pick one though, because you can only rip one out of the the ticket book. You can't. There's no middle ground. Uh, okay, I'll I'll give it the benefit of the doubt. And I'll go D. Interesting. I was also going to go with D. I didn't know you would go. You as a Star Wars junkie child. Yeah. Well, man, I'm, I'm surprised, but maybe that's why. We'll get to that. But I'm looking through it know. through a Disney lens too. Yeah. So I, I would go with a D two. Now, okay, let's go to the attraction, uh, the Millennium Falcon ride. Attraction singular. <laughs> yeah, let's go to the attraction, the Millennium Falcon ride. Uh, Richard, definitely E. Yeah, that's E ticket. And see, I'm going to give it a C. Oh, oh my gosh! Oh my word! Wait, why? The same as a 
the same as what? Wait, what's a seat ticket? Not Main Street vehicles. I know. <laughs> um, no, those those were like A's, I think. Those were A tickets. Oh, seat ticket would be like uh, dark dark rides, rides, probably. You know, I don't know. Or dark rides, yeah. So but Pinocchio. Why a seat ticket. Okay, so let's let's get into. I've got uh, issues with the planning and the whole land in okay, general, but, but here, wait, let me like, hang on. Would you give Star Tours also a seat ticket? Oh no, I'd give Star War or Star War, Star Tours. I wanted to say D plus, but we can't do that. I would give it an E. So how is Smugglers Run two levels down from Star Tours okay, when it's here. when it's thirty years newer ride technology? Yeah, it is. Uh, but here's my problems. I think the uh, they did an excellent job in the queue. Queue and pre-show. Well, queue okay. Pre-show great. Yes. Being in the Millennium Falcon, I think the Millennium Falcon is undersized. I felt like I was looking at like you know three quarter scale. Versus- okay, you're you're talking about the one that's sitting out in front it's of the building, sitting out in front. Yes, no, that's yeah, supposed yeah. to be movie accurate, full size. Oh, there's no way bullshit. I call bullshit on that. You stand by. Okay. Uh, you know, I, I look at the ramp and what people would have to do to get up that ramp. But remember, think about the movie. Did they all have to duck their heads to go up the ramp? A little yes, bit. Yes, they did. A, a little bit, but uh, I. That does not feel well. Okay, if they you, say you, it and, is, and Carrie just, Fisher had to duck her head, and you to get can't, in. and you can't get right next to it for perfect alignment, you know, alignment and visual look. So no, no, you can't. But it felt undersized. But we'll okay. we'll, we'll 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 give them the benefit of the doubt on that. Okay, fine. The the queue itself, okay, it was kind of a typical typical queue in a way. You know, a bunch of switchbacks. You see a bunch of shit laying around. There's some little hidden gems here and there. But the pre-show of actually, you know, one, seeing the animatronic, him giving you the little heads up where you're going. Now, granted, I was lost because I guess I don't watch the cartoons, uh, wherever that guy comes from. Yes, he's from Rebels. Uh, He actually might have made an appearance in Clone Wars, too, but I'm pretty sure. I know he's from Rebels. Okay. Uh, But good animatronic, you know, got you set up. But being inside the Millennium Falcon, it was kind of cool. Taking your picture at the table, looking around. Okay, so... You know, uh, right that, here, right here, I have a problem. Okay, why? So you, it might be more fanboy problem. What's your problem with that? The problem is you got like two minutes. You get in there. Uh, okay. Yeah, you're milling yeah. around, right? Okay. There's a bunch of people, right? And everyone's everyone's kind of paying attention to. Did I get a turn to sit here? And they clear out, right? Right. But as right. soon as you get you you the place, people clear out, and you get a chance to sit there at the little chess table. They're calling your color. All right, we're yeah. ready to load you. Wait, wait, wait. I, well. And there's a good chance if your color came up first, you you barely had little to no chance. Correct. Now, but okay, and here's the thing: the easy thing to learn. You want to fly or fly or drive. Uh-huh. Just be kind of watching where those guys and gals are. Yeah, and you got to be in front. Just jump right up. Okay, you're the good guy. You're up front driving or <coughs> swinging it left or right or whatever. <laughs> okay, so. Up to this point, I'm pretty excited. The first time we rode, I was a gunner, I think. Is that what they call it, the backseat? Uh, no, I think we were engineers. Yeah, okay. engineers the backseat. We were okay, engineers. So I, I didn't do the engineer. So I, yeah, we did. Were we engineers? No, 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 I didn't. I, I pushed firing things. Well, I was think I thought I was firing. No, That's the middle seat. No, we, that, were, the, okay. we were the backseat. We were, we were, we were engineers. Where we fixed that? That explains yes. why you guys crashed. No, yeah, no. Yeah. Why we crashed is because the left front pilot was like eight year old kid. <laughs> Engineer kept turning off the engine, thinking he's firing missiles. <laughs> no, pretty much. So here's my problem. Go ahead. So there's a big view screen 
to see what what's going on. But if you want to do your job, you're spending more time you have to divide looking at the at, at the lights that are flashing to keep pushing. You don't really have time to enjoy it. So Star Wars or Star Tours, it's 100% immersion following, you know, you're at the mercy of the, the crappy pilot you have or whatever <laughs> yes. the story is, right? <laughs> and you're totally into it. You could let go and just, you know, see how far stuff dangles off your chest if you've got, you know, camera, you know, something like that. You can really feel the motion. This one, you're spending so much time pushing buttons um, that you're not really following the show. So then the following time, I managed to be the left seat, left pilot. And I was uh, right so side. I, I was going what? Am I going up and down or left and right? I don't you're going left and right. Left I had, and right. I had the up, down. And the hyperspace. Again, now run. I know why you guys crashed. No, yeah. Yeah. I couldn't remember which way he was going. And well, it's, again, it, you can't because the thing only moves left and right, right? If you're the left right, right guy, the stick only moves left and right. If you're the yeah. up down guy, the stick only moves up down. And again, uh, I'm I'm thinking I, there's so much concentration on not bumping into things and doing that that I actually didn't think the story was all that good. It was like playing a video game. It wasn't. To me, it wasn't as much of an experience as Star Tours was story-wise. Yes, it's cool that it's interaction and you're sitting in the, the the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon, but I felt like I was not distracted. really yeah. it distract, uh, distracted yeah. a lot. Yeah, especially then if you, you got your sequence off and you're bumping into things. Now you're trying to overcompensate to get back where you were. I actually think the Star Trek experience and Star Tours are much better experiences than the Millennium Falcon. If you want the interaction, great. Millennium Falcon's great. But I don't think the story's all that great. The story's average. You're, you're basically following the ass end of a another Ship and you're vehicle around. stuff off it, yeah. Yeah, it, it's it, like whoopee, whoopee fuck, you and, know? And, and, when, and when we had our chance to be pilots, we already kind of knew what the mission was, right? Because it's your second time through. Yeah, kind of knew what to expect. Okay, we're going to chase this train, and we got to stay close to it, right? Um, and follow it around while hopefully the guys in the back shoot or whatever, or launch the grapple hooks or whatever, you know. So yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, and I did notice though, am I correct to, to when we did it at night? You returned at night. You yes, know, were, yes. The, the daytime the, it returned. The scenery, at daytime. the scenery outside mirrored the time of day, the actual yeah. time of day. That was pretty cool. That, that was pretty cool. I think the technology behind, and I've heard some descriptions on how it works, you know. I just don't think the experience or the story is that great. It's, I think it's average at best. It's probably one of so, those things that you'll have more fun the more times you do. Right? Possibly. Because you're gonna, you're gonna, you've done it enough, right? So you know, okay, I cannot pay attention to the flashing lights on my panel and I can just watch what's going on outside. Yeah, well, it could be like Centipede. You play it enough, you know which way the thing is going. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Right? You know, play Pac-Man enough, you know. You know the, the patterns. Are. Yeah, how, yeah, how yeah. the song go? I, I know I have all the patterns down <laughs> up until the ninth key. <laughs> yeah. That's why I give it a C. I think experience, you know. Yeesh. You know, that's, it, that's a black so, eye. So, yeah, so you're giving it a C because you're t distracted and you feel like you're playing more of a video game than going on an attraction. And, and, okay, so let's compare it to the other attraction we know that you have to interact with, which Mission Space, right? I, that's look, exactly I, what I was well, thinking of. Mission Space, the only, time, only thing I would grade that down on 
And I got to go see Gary Sinise speak the other day, which was pretty cool, by the way. Um, the only thing I find down about that is they went cheap on the video. The the I thought the experience was awesome. I love the the high intensity one uh, much better than the low intensity or whatever they call it, yellow team, blue team, whatever the orange and green, whatever that that is, red, red and um, blue. yeah, yeah, red and blue, orange and green. Red, oh, Mike's right, orange and green. Um, I wasn't talking about the attraction. Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I actually think it's cool because one, it doesn't really take your eye away from the screen to push the buttons or grab the stick, and it's just the the video they you know they went with like atari graphics versus you know latest and greatest i think on that one and I, I still don't know why they've never upgraded that maybe because they don't have to there's why put money into it people are still going on it as far as i know i'm sorry say the yeah. question again i'd say maybe i said i can't figure out why they've never upgraded the graphics and maybe it's because why spend money when people are still flooding in the attraction as far as i know yeah, uh, last time I was there, it had a pretty decent line. It wasn't zero. It wasn't walk on. Probably fifteen twenty. That's not bad. And that was for the green. I can't handle the orange. You can't do the orange. No, not as I not as I get older and the liquid in my inner ear gets thick. Well, it's been ten years since I've done it, so who knows, you know? But uh, so oh, uh, and they yeah. changed. They changed. Okay, so remember, if you remember the the. Uh, the actual mission didn't change based on green or orange, just how much it, you got spun, right? How much right, gravity you right. felt. Well, now the green is a completely different mission. Like you fly around the Earth rather than going to Mars. The green is the wuss version? Yes. But, okay, but the point is it's – the reason I brought up is because they're talking to you. You have to hit buttons when they tell you to hit buttons. Of course, it's only two, right? Everyone has to hit two buttons, right? And even if – in the four stations, there's only three people in it. The ride still does what it's supposed to do. Right. So you know, if you don't push the right button, you don't bang against the wall. You and, don't, lose, and, you know. and lose points or whatever, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that whole point thing. It's like a – you know, Buzz Lightyear, that's one thing. Yeah, because you go in there. Yes, you go in there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's so, a big arcade game is what it yeah. is. Yeah, exactly. So, so really the Millennium Falcon ride has turned into a big arcade game in some sense. Uh, there's there's no tally of names. But just like Drew Carey, the points don't matter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, so that, you, that's why I give it a C. Okay. What do you want to talk about next then? <laughs> how how only uh, half the, about, let's let's go to Oga's Cantina. How only half the land had stuff going on? Well, you, we can break it down. So okay, he said the cantina, so why not? Sure. Um I thought the cantina was cool. I thought the variety of drinks sucked. I thought the variety of food sucked. And I was a bit annoyed by the child molester as the DJ. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess he wasn't a child molester. He just put his thing out in a dark theater. Yeah, he's not a pedophile. Just No, no he's just, just, just he, he, He's just an exposer that used to do kids' shows. <laughs> yeah. well, I, okay, how did I don't... Is it because because of the guy who's doing it? That's the that's the reason it bothered you. In a small part, yes, but especially in the pound me too movement these days. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. That's that's uh, hashtag me too. Uh, do you do people give get forgiveness? I don't know. It seems like sometimes 
they hold these grudges forever. Like, you know, when Michael Jackson, when there was a hint of something there, they pulled his attraction fairly quickly. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? Um, yet Pee Wee has, it's not a hint. He was charged and convicted, I believe. Um, though he has come back with another Pee Wee movie since. I don't know, you know, something about a 60 year old man doing Pee Wee is a little creepy. But, um, dude's got to eat. Dude's got, that's true. And someone shows up and pays for it. I guess you do it. I mean, he doesn't have a real, real depth. Didn't he do, wasn't he in one of the Batman movies? Um, the early ones, the Schumacher movies. I'm going to say he was. And I almost didn't recognize him because he didn't look like Pee Wee Herman, you know. I got to look. I got to say the the DJ stuff sounded funny. But again, okay, so we're in Batu, right? This unknown world and the current, uh, what do you, how do you been calling it, Richard? What do you, what do you call the current? um, We're, we're in the, uh, current movies the uh, third trilogy which would be the first order okay first order so we're we're in the world let's let's call it the world of the first order i mean the whole land is kind of based around the the first order right you really see them as a big presence in this land um so we're in this cantina in the time of the first order yet we've got an animatron or a, a robot that is more known for the original uh, trilogy timeline, if you will, um, and really only known to Star Tours. He's not. It's not like putting R two D two going across all nine movies, right? Or C three PO, yeah, yeah. Or C three. He's only known as a Star Tours pilot. Pilot, and that's what that drone's for, as far as I know, just to be the pilot. Yet now he's in there as a DJ. Well, don't forget your drones aren't. I mean, you're just going to retask your drones on everything, okay. or your droids. Excuse me, not your drones. Your okay. droids. That's a good company man excuse. Um, Damn straight. It's, but it's it makes not just, sense. It's how it works. Uh, I mean, if, well, yeah. Okay, uh, right, you yourself on. said D three PO and R two D two are on all nine movies. If they can span all that time, then you know, reusing a. A Starspeeder 3000 pilot to the, be a DJ can't be all that. Your, all that your RX droid didn't work too well in the in the in the Starspeeder, so well, okay, you can do a DJ. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's not that far of a stretch. I, it's a nice Easter egg for sure. Disney fans, I guess. But when some of the other complaints about not seeing certain characters in this land, and then you got that guy stuck away and and and. And there, but a lot of people will never go in there because, as we talked about, it took us two weeks to get a really late reservation. I could have done without kids in there. If you're going to have a bar, be a bar. Wasn't there some young ones in there because they have snacks or something uh, yes. or fam- families come in? But, you know, in true Disneyland fashion, there's, unless you have a membership, they don't keep you out based on your age. True. Well, let's think about that for a second. Uh, well, it's not there anymore, but the old Adventurers um, Club. Yeah, but that's not Disneyland. Oh, you said Disneyland? Yes, Disneyland. Oh, not just, no. just not Disney Parks in the greater no, no. sense. No, Disneyland. Okay. Disneyland has been the dry park forever, right? With the exception sure, of Sure, sure, sure. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll give it to I'll give you that to you. Um, and you know, in general, the place was kind of cool. It felt themed well. What I what I noticed that I think Richard pointed it out. That like some of those big tables, 
you may not have got it all to yourself. They might have shared one of those big tables with two parties yes. if they needed to seat people. That would be annoying to be, oh, oh great, I got a table here. And the next thing you know, they sit down three people you don't know at your own table. We were at a stand-up table, and it was yes. us, a, us a group of four and a group of yeah. three. But that's a little more common in a bar when you got to because it's a long table. That it wasn't, wasn't that like long. A, it wasn't like a four top, you know. No, no, uh, but it wasn't, you know. And yeah. then that we had to stand for what our the whole, hour we were allowed to be in there. Forty-five minutes. We're allowed forty-five 40, minutes, or yeah, forty-five minutes. I think we're we're given. And I don't know what the shit was in that trail mix. Yeah, but there was some <laughs> nasty uh, stuff it was seaweed. in there. It had to be seaweed. I yeah, there was I, seaweed. I recognized. I took a bite of that. I was like, "Oh my god!" It was kind of funky. I've eaten seaweed before, and I've never tasted it. And that maybe that was, uh, you know, seaweed out of the sewer somewhere, uh, or where the sewer it, connection comes to the sea. It was nasty stuff. It tasted now, like original. Which fish. which one you had the drink that kind of left you a little numb? I that was what, the Mike did ta- the fuzzy tauntaun. Yes. But now, now I've heard some complaints that, and that's what's weird too. That. People have bitched and moaned about that online, how oh, they serve you this drink that, you know, does this or that to you. I'm thinking it's kind of a known thing. It's it's not. And it's not that you know. bad. I mean, you, it's not like right away it attacks you and your lips sting and go numb. Yeah. It's like after four or five sips, you go, oh, yeah, okay, I get it now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. You know, it's a cool place, but, you know, if it's, it's not like the hearth bar where you can go hang out for hours or the, yeah. Uh, you know those kind of places. You, you're you're going to be limited, no. so you got to you know you know that going in, but yet yes, you're you... kind of hoping they wouldn't do that because it would be kind of a, you know what I guess what it is. It's way too small, which makes it intimate, but then it makes it limited. It would have been nice if they would have made it bigger. Well, they hustle you in and out, right? So you're waiting. You show up for your reservation time. We yeah. got there at like nine twenty. They're like, okay, we got you. Go stand in line, and then. A Five minutes later, someone comes down and checks you in and hands you a menu and then goes over the rules <laughs> that you're going to go. You might not, you're not, uh, you're not going to have your own space. You're most likely going to end up standing. You have 45 minutes. And uh, I think it was my son tried to ask, well, what happens if our drinks don't come in 45 minutes? And they're like, they will. <laughs> like, well, yeah. some of the early, in fact, somebody I know, uh, I think we all know, he had made a post something about it took. The, the order came right away. Their, their their bartender was literally split. They barely got where they were going to be seated or stand. They were there to take their order. The, their, check, the check took forever to show up. The, no, the nibblies came uh, pretty quick, but the drinks came like 40 minutes in. Oh, my gosh. And they're like, there's no way we're just down in these. Well, you, know, you slow roll your nibblies and try to draw them out as long as possible. Um, and it's not... It's, well, it's Disney. It's not cheap either. No, no. Okay, so we got two alcoholic drinks, right? Three. I got one. Richard didn't get alcoholic drink. Oh, no. Oh, so, he did not. Okay, so, so two alcoholic drinks, two non-alcoholic drinks, and the Galactic Trail mix. Oh, sorry, I forgot your son. Was, your son yes. was there too. Yes. Yeah, and, and I have to point my 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 alcoholic drink was just a an ale of some type. wasn't It wasn't oh, anything fancy. Okay. Yeah. So Richard, you got the check. <laughs> yep. What was the total before tip? Well, and you got a For cast the, member discount too, right? Just on the yeah. nibblies, though. Just on the just on the munchies. Okay. Um, if I remember correctly, I thought it was like sixty. 
60 some dollars. 60 some dollars. And they just raised the prices. <laughs> Did they? Do? Oh my God. Yeah, everything went up a buck. Everything went up a buck or two. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> so get in. Now, the funny thing was, is we were ready to go, and we still had like three minutes left. Right? We all had a chance to walk around, check the place out, finish our drink, finish the nibblies. It was like, okay, I'm ready to leave. Oh, look at that. It's been 45 minutes almost. Yeah, and other than where the DJ is, it's pretty much both sides of the bar are a mirror image of each other. So if you wander around, you'll notice the same kind of you know shit on one side as you notice on the other side. So that that's pretty consistent. So if you don't get up and wander around, you haven't really missed anything. Yeah. All yeah, right. yeah. Okay. All right. So um, we did eat uh, a meal. So we, we really committed to uh, trying as much as we could. Immersing in this, ourselves, yeah. In, in this average land uh, called... Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Bat shit or something. Batu. Oh, Batu. I'm going to call it Star Wars oh, oh, Batu, land. Because... Batu is the, is the planet, right? Right. Black Spire Outpost is the name of the community. Correct. And there's one other name we have to know. I don't remember what it is. Yeah, that's why it's just Star Wars land to me. So we went and ate <laughs> at the. This would have been called. Was that a table? Would that be considered a table service? You know, put into no, the parlance of counter service. That that really is counter service, is it? They do they don't have a table service, do they? No, no, no. no. Okay, so we went in. Place is nice, nicely themed. I mean, nice enough. You know, we're we're talking about docking bay seven now, right? Is that what it's called? Okay, yeah, that's what it's called. Yeah. Um, it's got a it's it's got a great elevation to take pictures of the <clears throat> full size Millennium Falcon, uh, and then it's got something parked on top of it, right? Uh, it was like a cargo ship. Wait, no, was that Docking Bay Seven had the cargo ship on top of it? Yeah, I think it did. Yeah, yeah. it's probably why it's called Docking oh, Bay Seven. And, and well, <laughs> but so, so <laughs> with full disclosure, this today is October first. We saw it on August 9th, so it's been almost two months. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> and they have, uh, you know, kind of their own language thing going on there, right? That you had to sort of. <laughs> They're supposed and, to. I never heard and, it. And read through. But I'm saying that the, the style of the, the, the fonts and stuff made oh, it look a little, you know, you had to really stare, I thought, at some of the things. I thought the menu, you know, the food I had was okay. And I don't even remember what it was now. Uh, was decent. It was okay. You had the chicken, I thought. I had the chicken. I know that. You had the one, chicken. Bi- one big, uh, uh, long, triangular-shaped chicken finger sitting in some I might have had the grave. rib. Then. My son, oh, had, right. my had, son the had the ribs. I know that. Yeah. I Okay. The, I think they're... And this is where I think they could potentially fail for food-wise, though we didn't go look at it, all the other food locations. I know they had the one where the... The, uh, and, um, Roaster, the ro- robots are making food out there in front. I don't think a lot of the kids are necessarily going to like this place. I, it was kind of a weird fast food frou frou combo. I thought. Yeah, yeah, they you try know? to make it look otherworldly, Star- but still yes. regular food. But their descriptions made it kind of. I even kind of question, well, do I want that crap on my food? It's like, you know, I'm. I am pretty straight meat and potatoes guy, though I do like some some exotic foods. Um, I looked at it kind of going. Yeah, he uh, likes a salad now and then. No, he likes his Japanese no. food. <laughs> I do like my Japanese Chinese food. Wait, um, so does he get Japanese food? Teppan. <laughs> oh, I love teppan yeah. style. But uh, yeah, I thought they went a little overboard on the frou frou style of it, and uh, it seems like there were no. 
or very few um, benches to sit on. That we sat on these like uh, barrels or something. Yeah, they're re- they're like repurposed uh, themed chair looking things. Yeah, but in general, the inside was themed. You know, for a, a counter service, themed nice enough, and it's inside. So if it rains, that's that's kind of cool. The 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 trays that they give it to you on felt very kind of like uh, I don't know. Um, I guess it themed, you know, it worked, it worked well, I thought, overall. Yes. Um, you know, but I thought the food was a little kind of weird, but tasted good. I mean, it was all right. A little, again, is Disney, so it's pricey. Um, the best part of, I thought my experience was the part where I didn't plan on spending any money and didn't, was the, <laughs> the mall. The, yeah. the, 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 st- the, the outdoor shops. The <laughs> Star Wars Land Mall, yeah, it was the nice. Marketplace. Uh and the mall was nice. Shaded. Uh, it wasn't a, shaded. I, I wouldn't call it a mall. It's more like a flea market. Yeah, but it, yeah, well, uh, well the know, name she, name of it is called the marketplace. Yes, I know what they yeah. call it, but I know, know but he, but Greg keeps calling it the Brea Mall. So Well, I didn't I never said Brea. <laughs> I just called it the mall. Strip centers are considered malls. Uh tech, I always call them strip centers, but they're still malls. Um just from my architectural side, uh, I thought it was some of the best themed of the land. But when you really looked at the little cubbies, everything was in. There wasn't much in the cubbies. Uh, but I got to give it to them. This, you know, for all those people that bitch about generic uh, souvenirs, no, this yeah. was very specific to the area. Correct, correct. And then uh, the and then the indoor shop that had the. The, oh, oh, the, the way odd, overpriced the crap. oddities, yeah, the yeah, with the which and, and had cool automatic, yeah, auto, automatic doors, you know, uh, to go in. Uh, that was cool. Uh, what you know, we did notice, you know, there's a lot of um, interactive stuff. I won't say a lot. There's enough interactive stuff that you're like, oh, this is cool. And but we all speculated how long would it take for, for <laughs> you know, Disney, Disney, Disneyland yes. maintenance not maintaining this anymore. And we bumped into these two attractive young ladies, probably half our age, that uh, were standing next to this, uh, this drinking, water thing. Drinking fountain, yeah. Drink fountain. And I, I turned to one of them and said, something's supposed to happen. She goes, yeah, this this or that. We stood there like 10 minutes. It never happened. happened, yeah. Uh, yeah you know, and not that we talk about restrooms a lot, but the, <laughs> the restrooms were even themed and kind of cool yeah. in a way, I guess. You had big troughs to wash your hands in. And even the Dyson uh, hand Air, washers airplanes. were somewhat themed. Yes. Uh, so that was kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, but, but that's one of the more immersive areas I thought was the, the mall, was one of the more immersive areas of the the whole land. Yes, the, but the, okay, so the initial walk into the land, though, coming in from Big Thunder Trail, you know, that has a nice reveal to it. You know, you don't see a whole lot till you clear out of the tunnel and you're, then you're there. This is my I'm, biggest problem with the land, is what you're starting to describe. And then, uh, and then, okay, so there's a, there's some activity. There's you hear spaceships landing, right? I don't hear any spaceships taking off, but I heard spaceships landing. You know, they had some stormtroopers wandering around a little bit, or first order troopers, whatever you call them. They're still uh, stormtroopers, though, right? Just now, I, yeah, first I, order. They're still stormtroopers. First order, yeah. but yeah, but they're first order era, right? Yeah. Um, yes. Uh, uh, what's his name? You Cal- got the banner of the first order all hanging out there, in the, and that yeah, side. So yeah, awesome. and and there's the there's the first order side, and then there's resistance side. Resistance side's more foresty, right? 
less going on because their ride's not open. Uh, a couple static displays over there of a X-wing. Well, the Millennium Falcon would be in the Resistance side, right? No, no, it's that's over the in, First uh, Order side. That's still First Order. Well, yes. I, I wouldn't refer to it. it it's in uh, Black Spire Outpost. It's over there by the uh, dock, the uh, landing pad over there. Okay, was well, that, was I, that like semi-neutral area then? I guess so. I'd consider that their First Order side, but. If there's a third, if there's a third zone, then the Millennium Falcon <laughs> yeah. be in the third zone. But the resistance area was dead because the ride's not open, and all they got over there is, like I said, two static displays, an A wing and an X wing. And if you stand there long enough, like Greg, you know, Chewie will come along and give you a hug. Yeah, well, we bonded, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, okay, and now that you've brought Chewie up, there there was yet another complaint I saw online um, that. Is Chewy? Is that really Chewy, or is it just a? I can't pronounce the name of that planet. Just uh, a Wookie. Yeah, is just he some, just a Wookie? Random Wookie. Oh yeah, or is it really Chewbacca? Because this guy has had an angst against anything Disney. So uh, before I get to my bigger overall, here was one of the other complaints, and this is a conspiracy. And see if you've heard this. Uh oh. The reason the whole area is first order or based on the new trilogy is that in the agreement of the buyout of Lucasfilm they that they originally were going to do this land based on the original trilogy but that because of the agreement they would have to pay George royalties on any profit they said no Huh. And changed it to the first order, which he doesn't have any control over since it's newly made stuff. Now, I don't know the details of his buyout, but I thought it was, you know, in whole. And you know, that sounds he, like that sounds like a uh, uh, a retcon. That sounds like someone trying to reverse engineer a reason why they didn't do. Oh, but classic, I do too. Classic Star Wars. I don't. I don't I, think that's the reason. I, I think no, so too, no, and, and I, to the I, point, no. and to the point that these people are saying this is how George is getting Disney back for fucking up his franchise, and I'm like, I'm not buying it because no, they're I, they're no. already making enough like toys and reissues and shit that goes back to the original Star Wars that he would be technically. I I still I thought his buyout was in whole. Like here here's your three billion or whatever they Four, gave for. Yeah. No more royalties. This is it. You got it. You got a total buyout. You can be a consultant, which, you know, he has or has not been doing. I, I don't know. I, I don't. Well, I think I, I think Mike's right. This is like someone trying to find an excuse. One, because, again, this is why Star Wars land isn't doing well. That's uh, bullshit. Let's think, yeah. of, think about think about well, think about Star Tours. Right. That was a George Lucas Disney collaboration. That yes. was George giving over some licensing or some, um, you and know, input, some, I think. some some use, right? Some use of yeah. my of my stuff. The only thing that's recognizable in Star Tours is C three PO and R two D two. Oh yeah, C three PO and R two, right? Um, let's see. I'm, I'm, well, so, here's, so now here's, I'm, here's, I'm going through the thing in my head. Do we see anything that's? Uh, 
Only on the new films where okay. you get oh, see. Oh, okay. Then you see Death Star at the end, right? They they do and a, Darth you do a, Vader. You do, you do a trench run. It no, that's that's the new Star Tours, right? That's that's what that's, I that's what I said. Tours. I said on the new stuff you get. But is the uh, new Star Tours post George buyout or pre George buyout? <laughs> I've I've lost track of how long. Well, obviously, long. the new Star Tours. Oh, I don't know that one. But here's the thing: what I'm I'm going to guess at on this is, you know. You have the current movies that are running. We got the ninth one in the series that are co- that's coming out this December, and you want to keep the land "quote unquote" relevant. You want to be able to put a spot where you can put new characters. You have Ray wandering around as a face character. Yes. Uh, you have Chewbacca, and then there's that. Believe it or not, there is actually a book out now about the uh, black uh, black the uh, Obsidian Outpost out there. Uh, I saw the hardcover over at Walmart a couple yeah. weeks ago, and it, more, it more goes reverse engineering. The back. Hmm? More reverse engineering. On what? If it's a hardcover book about what's going on at Black Spire Outpost, it's it's more. You know, I'm pretty sure this story came after. They put oh all yeah, this crap together. It's. it's 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 telling the story so that it gives kind of a background story on what's going on in the world. But it gives it a chance that they can build in new characters and as they try to build up more on the franchise. Because, you know, when they're already talking about the next movie after this one and they're trying to build up more movies that continue on with the uh, Star Wars saga, whether that's actual movie movies, television shows. Well, we got the new Netflix show Plus. coming out. On yeah. Plus, on Netflix Plus. So, sorry, Disney Plus, sorry. Yeah, so there's that part of it. And then there was something else that Greg and I were talking about earlier, too. One of the things when I was going through my little classes, they they had a a couple classes for all of us cast members talking about the background of, you know, what Black Spire Outpost is all about and all of the different things going on there. One of the questions is, why didn't they have something that was associated with the movies? And the answer that came out was that there are too many people that are looking at the movie, especially when you go into the original first three, New Hope, uh, uh, Empire, Empire, Empire Strikes Back, uh, and Jedi. There are too many people that are going to come in and they're going to nitpick, <laughs> nitpick go figure. Dissect. And, <laughs> and dissect every th- little thing that's going on in there. So they wanted to create a new atmosphere, a new place that doesn't have any association. So it's entirely new, and it you can't sit there and say, well, that's not the way it looked like in the movie. That's not – I mean, we, we're already having the discussion on whether that's a full-size Millennium Falcon or not. But can you imagine if you put anything else that was from any of the other movies that were into that land, how much more nitpicking would be going on? And then yeah. – you forget trying to get something done out there. That makes that, I, that makes some sense. And then I, I, I know well, I, also, I go ahead. Oh, I, say, I go also ahead. heard I say I also heard that they want people to create their own adventures. Yeah, that's and always if, and if they want too. them to create their own adventures, they you know they want to make it more generic. You know I, you, I you know you're in that. a Star Wars place, right? So, so I find I, Richard and I were talking about that, and I said, okay, I buy that. That makes a lot of sense. But let's play the devil's advocate on it. Uh, that's easy to say now, you know, that uh, let's keep it generic, right? Because if it doesn't work or something's not right, I don't, I don't know. I just thought that was noncommittal in a lot of ways. But 
it actually does make some sense. But as Richard was saying all that, something else kind of popped into my mind for the first time. In what other area of the park have we had to worry or explain what it meant or what the backstory is, right? Main Street USA, it explains itself. You don't really have to say much. Fantasyland, all the rides speak for themselves. Star Tour, Space Mountain, there's not a lot to have to explain. They just are, and you just accept it. Even Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, you get some explanation in the queue, but you don't have to write a book about it. You know, pirates, you just accept that pirates are pirates. Why couldn't we go to Star Wars land and just accept it for being Star Wars land? Well, I think you that's exact. That's exactly what they were trying to do is they don't want somebody to come in and try try to take apart something that already exists in the movies. They wanted to create something new. So you just go in and accept. But And, and I think in, that actually I can buy that more. And I speak this out loud and think about it. Think about it, you walked into the land and you say, yeah, I feel like I'm in a Star Wars ish you know, area, it kind of, to me, leaned more towards Tatooine in a way that kind of, you know, deserty, uh, which one, you know, here, uh, or yes, or the old, the old, uh, Tatooine traders at the MGM studios. No, the, the traders over there, cause it was in the Ewok kind of lay. I mean, I always got those was the eight. What is that one? The big walking one. I'm not as an much at, of a an, geek gun. An at, 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 yeah, it, yes. is, is, isn't that yeah. supposed to be in, in an Ewok village? Yes, but when you come out of the ride, you're in a Tatooine-looking building. Sand-colored, yeah. has all the, the domey-looking shapes. Yeah, I, di- I didn't find that the store to be all that overly... No, just uh, the outside, just the outside. Environmental, yeah, okay. Now, speaking of that, I don't want to get too far off the subject, because how did they deal with that attraction and where they added uh, Star Wars Land over there? Yeesh. Good question. Okay, let's not go there. Uh, I, I do know that they took... Okay, you remember if you walk out the front at the store, there was a... Across the walkway, there's a place to st- uh, sit on a speeder bike in front of a backdrop. Yeah. I know that's gone. Oh, boy, we had great pictures of that. I know that's gone. That, other than that, uh, I'm... Uh, All right, can I give you my overall thoughts from an architectural planning? Sure, because you know, we're, we're, running, we're running out of time because someone, okay. someone needs to go... Go to bed. Hit the sack. Yeah. So I've only been doing it for 25 years. So I'm not considering myself an expert by any means. But my biggest problem is they went to such lengths to isolate the land from any view inside or outside of it from the rest of the park. And I might add, if I can throw in the sound, because the way they got the trees and everything lined up, it keeps the sound of the Mark Twain and the Columbia from sounding through when they come across the backside, too. All right, go wasn't, on. Wasn't going to go there, but good well, point. It helps, helps. But I think, I, I, yeah, I think some of that's also created because of the the sound they're playing within the land. Um, but when you go into the park, you know, when you go to Tomorrowland, when you see that Tomorrowland sign, bam, there it is. And speaking of, there's some big changes at the entrance of Tomorrowland. Richard told me, when you go to Fantasyland, you go through that castle, bam, you're there, right? Frontierland, bam, you're there. Adventureland, bam, you're there. And then you find another New Orleans Squares back there. And then there's Bear Country, now Critter Country. Now let's go to Star Wars land. So you trek like a half a mile 
you know, <laughs> beyond uh, the, the the bear country. Let's say we'll go that route first. So you go through under uh, Hungry Bear Restaurant or by Hungry Bear Restaurant under a little bridge. And you're like, God, it's going to be here someday. Uh, we finally get there and there's, yeah, two static displays. You might get lucky and get a hug from Chewbacca like me. Uh, and then now Richard mentioned that this may come, but we don't know. So the first attraction that you would encounter is not even open yet. So, you know, but what's, what's the weenie for that attraction? What is what is drawing you towards that attraction? Nothing. Currently nothing. And Richard mentioned maybe they're going to. He doesn't know, but maybe some icon, some vertical thing they can tilt up and bolt down. Okay. Could go there. Okay, I, I'm kind of thinking no because we saw what the entrance is. We saw the like queue area. Yeah, and there's a rock wall, but there's not really anything drawing you in. But they don't want you to go in that way. Oh, I understand. That's what Richard said too. So that may be that may be all of it right there. That that may be enough. Who knows? But so we've trekked all this way, and we we've put our walking shoes on. We've got our walking sticks, and we finally made it to Star Wars Land. And there's not much there. Okay. We're trekking on. Okay, I can make a left or I can go straight or I can make a right. If I go straight, I'm into probably the best theming of the area, the mall, <laughs> where they're going to extract more money from you, right? <laughs> and you're hearing some, you know, there's some great uh, sound cues going on through the land. That's that's pretty good. And, of course, not all the trees are full grown yet, and that'll make a big difference as things start to grow up on the on the old berm and, Get you know, the separation. Yeah, yeah. But if you make a right or you 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 uh, maybe curve off to the right, there ain't shit there. Actually, you, if you, you curve off to the right, you end up coming, going out the, the Big Thunder well, Trail, the middle um, entrance. Eventually, but we haven't got there yet. Oh. As you, you curve around to the right, we see this building, and you both you and me, Mike, going, what, what the hell goes on in this themed well? It's kind of nice. We find out it's a green room. Okay, you got oh, Okay, you, I know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, with the, yeah. what's got the... Uh, there's some droids parked out front, right? And there's a well, catwalk yeah, above it. Yeah, I know it's Yeah, a little further, there's that connected to it is, okay, there's a bunch of junk sitting around. Star Wars junk, but it's it's themey. You might want to stand there to take your picture. And there's a pretty wide open area there. The walkway's pretty darn big. And then there's the selling the uh, thermal nuclear drink things, you know, the uh, and the, the device that uh, the TSA for... I don't know, two or three days wouldn't allow on a plane because it looked too much like a bomb, which I thought was hilarious. I thought that's great. <laughs> what is but there's a what? Well, you x-ray it. It's got a shape, right? But yeah, there's nothing, oh, sure, but, but there's sure. nothing in it. So it doesn't... My daughter asked me why I didn't bring it home. I'm like, because I would have had to carry it all day. That's why. Yeah. Uh, so you kind of look around, and it's a big kind of wide open area, but there's really nothing going on there. Until there is one shop. I don't, it wasn't the droid shop. This is not the droid you're looking for. Uh, but there was some something going on. I don't know even know if we walked in it. At that lower, what I'm going to call a lower level, because if you really now start to look to the left, you walk up to the real expensive store. Okay, well, no, the, the lower level had the lightsaber place. Okay, the light, yes, the lightsaber and, place. And if you curve to the left and go up, then you went in the oddity shop. Right. But the, uh, the lightsaber place, if you don't pay the price, you don't get to see the lightsaber. So that's kind of a bust. You know, unless you're what's a two hundred dollar lightsabers, yes. something like that. Two hundred dollars yeah, so, deposit to make a reservation. Yeah, yeah. So you, you're not going to get to experience that. Now, if you keep going, you're going to find a pile of droids in the middle of some some bushes, another junk pile, theming, I guess, but junk pile. 
and then you make a right. Yeah, you go down back to Big Thunder Trail. So two entrances bring you basically into nothing, into ex ex uh, accessory areas, really. So coming from Big Thunder, you've come into that area we just described. First thing you might see on your right are bathrooms once you pass the, the droid junk. On your left, some more droid junk sitting around. And oh, then you go through. Back. Yeah, it's out back. It's kind of like a, a back entrance. Yeah, it's, it's you kind of go into the ass like end. Little, it's like a little courtyard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you go into the ass end of the of the, the theme for, or the the the, the land, uh, and then you get Not to those. Yeah, you then you get to see the really kind of yucky tasting smoothies. That the smoothies selling. weren't bad. Eh, I, I no. had a I had a green milk. My son had the blue milk, and we both agreed the blue milk was better. Yeah, and I tasted both, and they <laughs> both. I don't know. What, what's those chalky uh, candies we sweet, used to eat? I said they were sweet tarts. Like expensive. sweet tarts, yeah. <laughs> so now we're into the first order area. Then if you went to the right, you'd go to like the Fantasyland entrance, I guess uh, closest to Fantasyland off the Big Thunder Trail, took us in there. And we w that was under a tunnel, and you passed uh, Stagecoach on the way, all that. Okay, fine. That one is the only entrance that really kind of dropped you into the land. I'm going to I'm well, air quoting it. Had a weenie, right? Because if you go in, yeah. if you go into there, Big Thunder, the Big Thunder thing, you you come out under the arch, and there's the Millennium Falcon straight ahead. No, no. Yes. Really. Yes. Well, no. First, when you come in, you see the First Order ship. Where but that's, the, but that's the to your right. Echelon. That's to your right, though. Looking That's straight true. ahead. Looking straight way, ahead. Way, yeah, way, Actually, way down no, there. When you when you first come in, you cannot see the Falcon because the trail so. curves around. Yes, thank you, Richard. You're you're I'm a little bring, off. Like, I'm he's two hundred. Hey, he's two hundred feet off from where the uh, the house and Big Thunder was to so this new walkway. But um, I would agree with him. It, I'm pretty sure it does curve. But anyways, okay. they drop. All right, I yes, yeah, so you come through and you have to kind of curve yeah. to the right a bit. Okay, but they they drop you into the area that finally has some theming from an entrance but if nothing's going on in the first order it just looks like another static display correct you've got a, you've got a shop of overpriced crap and you work your way in you pass a cantina that you can't go in unless you make a reservation and you're finally seeing the millennium falcon yay and that the millennium falcon is the coolest area i gotta say that's to me that's the most theming a lot of rock the rest of it just looks like a tatooine generic you know, um, sandstone kind of stuff. Could, could be any Star Wars could be place, any, right? Which I guess does work because with Star Wars stuff going around, you hear the music, you hear the, 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 the not the planes, but the, you know, the aircraft. The ships the landing, yeah. Spacecraft landing and all that. And that was done really, really well. And it's generic enough to say I'm in Star Wars land, I'm in Star Wars universe without, like Richard was saying, saying, oh, wait, they got the, uh, what what was what was the uh, canteen? They got the the cantina wrong. Moss you know? Eisley Cantina. Yeah, the Moss Eisley Cantina is wrong, or or you know Uncle Baru's home is wrong, or you know whatever it was, makes a lot of sense. The Falcon draw does draw you in. It's a big weenie when you get to finally see it. From those other two entrances, it takes a while to be able to see probably what is considered the anchor of the whole place. I would agree. But the second, the middle entrance, you can kind of see the the cargo ship sitting on top of the restaurant. Yeah, kind of. And but that is the only land that I I really think that doesn't really have a weenie right away. You and I, you've correct. really got to trek a long ways to get there. Uh, and that's my biggest problem 
with it on a planning. I mean, you want people to naturally be drawn into a land, right? Or be pulled into it with something. Let's say you didn't know Star Wars Land was built in Disneyland. Somehow you missed all these TV ads, and you're just saying, "Hey, Aunt Auntie, you want to go over to stay at Disneyland with me?" And you walk in. Okay, but, but, she's okay, never watched. But those people are picking up maps. Um, do they? Sure. If they've never been, they're going to pick up a map to find their way I, around the place. I, I, we had some Air Force folks that we knew come out to Disneyland. They spent a half a day and left. They were bored. They didn't get it. They didn't like it. Uh, took, no. took them to Dana Point to the, uh, um, what do you call it, where you play in the water? The, um, tide uh, pools. Tide pools. We heard for months how that was the best time he had ever had. <laughs> now, great. They're from Missouri. No, They've never seen the ocean. Air Force people ocean. aren't used to the ocean. Yeah. It was it was a child but um, and his mother. But, yeah, he, they had never seen, well, not the Air Force people in general, but they're from Missouri. Probably no, no, he, the ocean. kid had never been to the ocean. Just been to the creek with the crawdads and shit, you know. So to him, that was big. But I guess not everybody digs a theme park or or gets. Okay, but the people that get like it, theme know. parks that get it, they're going to pick up a map. Eh, most likely. If they've been in the I dark, they'll go, oh, my gosh, you know. And even if they're not Star Wars fans, they they have to. I'm pretty sure they know and, of its existence. And an awful lot of them are using the app, as our uh, oh, yeah, yeah, as people, of the show pointed out, that the uh, as as much Wi-Fi as we keep putting more and more Wi-Fi in the park, it's just still not enough. I, I think you it. would be surprised at how many people have never seen a Star Wars movie who don't pick up maps okay. and don't use apps. They just walk in. They paid their, paid all their once, price. All at once. I think all, you'd be surprised. They, they, the Venn diagram excludes all them from all three of those circles. Really? What? Watch, watching, I, I watching think the crowds go through there. I would be surprised to see somebody that's not looking at a map or not looking at an app or not not wanting to go see something that was in there. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, I, I I'm just betting. I'd love. I, there's no way to get good statistics, but I could easily see the trifecta not happening. I, I don't think everybody lives off their apps like, you know, we do or, uh, okay, we you know. don't, we're, we're, we're of the older persuasion, but millennials, we're bad people. millennials on the phone, everything's on the phone. Well, if I can't renew my driver's license with the phone, I'm not interested. Well, you know, what's funny you is know? my, my son who is in that millennial thing is like the worst. He once said to me, he says, I, I don't use any of that crap. You know, and, and there is a segment of the millennial world that is like anti all this crap yes, too. So yes, I know. Uh, I, I know lots of them that if it's if they can't do it on the phone, they're not interested. In, yeah. I oh, I'm sure, but you, I think you were also the one that said to me, no one ever rides the uh, uh, Winnie the Pooh ride. And Rich will tell you the lines have been long. People I, do ride it. I don't say and, that no one rides it. Yeah, you did. You you were we were doing a show. And you're like no one rides that. And maybe it was hyperbole, but it's okay. It's, you know, I, it's not a it's not a Peter Pan, no. But few few attractions in Fantasyland or dark rides get the Peter Pan line. If it was know? hyperbole, I would believe it. Okay, I, if, I I can go into hyperbole. All right. No. So, yeah. So I think it's time to um, wrap it up out of out of uh, consideration. To our, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I could go deeper. Thank yes, you. I know. Yeah. But so you know, maybe we leave leave some hanging for next time. Whenever well, that, you know, whenever that will be, yeah, whenever that because I'd love. Well, 
the other hanging chat is the effing up going over at Epcot. You know, oh, yeah. So. We're going to want to talk about that. Yeah. So, you know, maybe in a couple few weeks we'll uh, we'll crack the mics again. Or maybe and, not. Because <laughs> yeah. we do have that thing called the American Landscape, which does have a podcast and yes. a YouTube Yes, channel. if you want to find out about what goes on at behind the scenes, there's a podcast to subscribe to. Speaking of podcasts, this podcast can now be found on the iHeartRadio podcast app. Hey. Oh, big time. So Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and iHeartRadio. And since you're the guru that takes care of that for the American landscape, you got your assignment. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. So uh, thanks for coming. Thanks for listening. Thanks for uh, having patience and listening to our patience, patience rewarded yeah. with this is all of you all of you who are clamoring for us to return I hope this is what you were hoping for yeah um, and for those who've never heard us we are not endorsed by the Walt Disney Company right. we have no connection and blah 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 these our own <laughs> alright so I think with that we'll, uh, we'll wrap it up and say goodnight goodnight night.